You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen, and this show is brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry. Now, my guest today says that she is in a moment of insane crazy courage and you'll hear all about that in a moment. So joining me on today's show is Eva O'Connell. Eva is the founder of Yarnly.ai and she wanted to do work that matters for people that care and the first step and key to that was to invest in educating herself and through connecting with smarts in San Diego. Now Yarnly.ai has raw purpose not because of what they do to accomplish or they want to do to accomplish from a technology to profit perspective but because of what they want to contribute back and help others accomplish. Now on today's show Eva's going to share resilience and backing yourself as a female founder. She's going to talk about the importance of integrity and to lead with purpose, as well as the importance of continuous learning to equip yourself in, evolve, in the evolving world of technology. And we're also going to pick her brand, if she'll share with us, uh, around the technology that she's building, and particularly how we can use uh, what she's doing to really build our thought leadership as well as our connection and engagement with our community. So welcome to the show. Thank you. That's an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love what you're doing. And of course, we met at a recent event here in Melbourne talking all about the, the future of social media. And you were talking about Yarnley.ao. Mm -hmm. Tell us what Yarnley is. And then, of course, we're going to talk about some of the things from a female perspective getting yep. into the technology industry. So what's Yarnley? Um, Yarnly is an artificial intelligent agency and we are um, driven by human connection essentially. We're all about the heart, the emotive um, layer of technology behind automation. So we specialize in developing our chatbot and solutions for small to medium businesses uh, predominantly. So mm -hmm. integrating chatbots and the technology and the future wave of communication, which is chat, yeah. Um, and using um, platforms that have evolved, they've literally bolted out of the gates the last couple of years. So mm -hmm. we've been able to um, use those platforms like ManyChat and ChatFuel, MobileMonkey. You know, we do custom build as well. Um, and yeah, build strategy for chat communication yes, for love our that. clients. So what got you mm. into uh, that particular industry? Um, well, I've been in social and digital for God near on. 15 years really and yeah. um, started out predominantly I emigrated to Australia um, I lo and behold was an auctioneer in my past life wow. and uh, from Ireland and GFC hit in and of course I emigrated to escape it I was 23 at the time and I naturally went into fashion because that's all I could get as a backpacker and um, evolved into going into the back end of e-commerce and um, selling clothes really for high-end stores and so looking at that point of sale and all that integration mm. and then fell into that 
digital and social space that naturally and organically organically grew. Um, I think it was predominantly um, off the back of even my circumstances from emigrating, understanding the importance of communication. Mm-hmm. And I know when I came out here, I we had Skype phones, you know, it was this little Siemens phone and in the middle had a little Skype button and you'd press that. And my mom and dad had one and that's how we'd communicate. And um, that was kind of the very first style of technology and how the evolution of people were communicating so yeah I found myself into social and digital and went into the corporate space mm-hmm. and um, yeah worked as social media manager and then a digital manager in a large Australasian insurance company and then when I was on maternity leave I actually was made redundant in labor yeah. that was oh, wow. interesting milestone in my life and in that moment in time, I'd looked at the history from a professional sense of what I had done and um, digital and social was predominantly the core of that. And, um, you know, AI was coming, you know, really fast, mm-hmm. really quick. And I knew I needed to upweight my skill set, you know, even from being a digital native and had, you know, 10 years experience. I was like, I, I need to go into this um, and understand what this means from a marketing perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd been many in that industry like really heavy devs and being able to um you know build these amazing applications but because you know that we third party tools coming onto i guess the ecosystem was like right how can marketers now leverage those third party tools and how can we build um you know strategic approach for our brands and and hence kind of evolved into an agency so i can then help small to medium small enterprise companies um leverage the new way of you know, chat marketing, basically. Mm. And that's how we evolved. So wow. it was really through um, a life stage um, redirect. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of really uh, engaged with myself personally and what I had to upweight from an education perspective and yes. went for it. Wow. So from a perspective of this industry, I mean, obviously you'd had uh, quite a bit of knowledge and background through the experience you brought with you, but you're entering into this new environment and it, I would say, I mean, it is changing slowly, thank goodness, but I would say that uh, that industry is very much where, where gentlemen, you, you know, guys, men, males, uh, dominate. So what were some of the, perhaps the challenges, some of the things that you need to overcome? Because you're saying resilience and backing yourself as a female founder is so important. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you just need to make your own room. I mean, there was multiple doors shut for me along my, I guess, as I progressed in a career in a corporate sense. When you're a female on your own, I guess you don't have um, the initial door closes because you don't have anyone with you. So mm. you have to champion yourself from a different perspective. You have to really believe in what you stand for, how you stand for, and what you want to align with um, from a values-based perspective. Um, and that's really shaped how I do business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really shaped who I want to do business with. And actually, we've turned down multiple um, different contracts that has been approached since we launched it was like caviar projects, you know, could have set my family up for two, three years quite, quite consecutively, but we couldn't align with the, the business yes. because, you know, they weren't ethically doing business in a way that we, as a new business for me, launching Yarnley with very strong beliefs and anchoring back to integrity. So um, I suppose from a female founder perspective, well, well I'm more motive in how I want to do business mm-hmm. and champion myself in that world. It is about making space. It's about opening your own doors. It is about connecting with the right people and not being fearful of, um, reaching out to be introduced and connected mm-hmm. and I think um, that's been something 
maybe it's a birth order thing for me I'm the youngest of five so you know that um, I'm Irish as well so yes. you know we have that you have to have a voice Celtic. and speak up yeah. amongst your, your siblings <laughs> yeah exactly you know so I think it's inherent that I've had always that fighting um self-belief you know yes um and it's not easy to obtain you have to do an awful lot of work on mm. yourself internally and certainly you know off the back of having you know a child as well that was the, the inception of my business I got to know myself really fast really yes. quick and I often say that when I had Rose who's my daughter it's like she broke me open and I found pieces that I never knew I had had so I think once you build yourself up you become very aware of who you are what you want to stand for and you lead with that mm -hmm. and I think business is about being trans well certainly business in today's world is about being transparent it's about being honest it's about telling your story of who's made you um, and I think that's where we have the edge over you know large corporates that are still very you know hidden behind that brand element mm. and they don't want to or don't know how to articulate it I was in that world that you know you you are kind of paralyzed in what you can say from an independent voice yes and I think the luxury of me a being a female and b having my own business is that I can actually have very strong positions on you know multiple topics on how we want to position ourselves as a business yes so I love it's that. My business a lot. yeah I love that and I think that the, the the insight that we really can take about that well from what you've just shared one of them is to be really clear on what it is that we stand for what are our core values and to not be shaken even when opportunities present um, themselves be if they don't align because once we compromise then obviously that that message that brand what we stand for is going to be diluted one of the things that you said was around you know reaching out to people introducing yourself asking for help which is fantastic and I think in this day and age with the technologies and with the conferences and just people sharing uh, information particularly in the tech industry I mean things are changing all the time would you say looking back and I'm also going to ask you about you know maybe some hindsights would you do some things differently but do you think it's important now to remain tapped into what's going on the in the industry and more from a collaborative point of view and that sharing because if we keep things to ourselves um, I think in Australians I don't know if you've you've recognized that with Australians we tend to be a little bit away from too much collaboration and, and sharing of, of information what what sort of insights have you found through reaching out establishing those relationships that's really you know created this foundation upon which you're now growing your business yeah i think i've um you know i'm a firm believer of a community over competition um mm. and especially in the world that we've moved into it's really unknown you know mm. and that's what's given me opportunity as well from you know a digital perspective the things that are evolving and how we're going to communicate and how we're going to engage with each other from a person or from a you know person to person but also from a brand to person mm -hmm. um it's all evolving and changing. So I think if you don't collaborate and you don't share learnings and you don't ask your peers in the industry how they're finding it and meandering, I guess, you know, you're not actually going to be providing the best thing, service or product or, um, you know, position in the marketplace that you can. So I've learned really quick, if I don't share or collaborate, um, then we won't be able to have a business really, mm. to be honest. Yes. And, you know, the unknown is, is something that, you know we're all kind of especially being leaders in the field as well we're pioneering a different way of communication we're pioneering a different way of how people are engaging with each other's with social networks and you know 
iPhones, for instance, everyone has a media um, platform in their back pocket and even how that changes from a, a normal day to day employee to employee. Um, kind of relationship yes. you know you need to be very conscious in the fact that you're not just hiring a person you're also hiring a person that could have you know 150,000 fans in their back pocket on their Instagram and you know if your organization does something that isn't you know appropriate or doesn't align with how you should be championing in the world then mm. you know you might necessarily not you know have an opinion by that one employee but you'll have an opinion by 150,000 people that stand behind them yes. so I think even the ev evolution of even hiring people and how the world is moving in and um, that trade from a monetary perspective is really shifting and changing you know we're seeing the climate change at the moment mm. um you know the activists Greta who's over in the states and you know she's activate an activist pioneering you know how we can be better to this planet so mm -hmm. our kids can have a future in it you know people have voices now so I think that's the power of the community and, and and online has definitely supported that I know from certain services and business models that we are been able to support our mm -hmm. clients I would not have that knowledge unless I connected with people all over the world yeah so i think sharing is and it's phenomenal yes it's, it's phenomenal and we i have think the i know more don't people. we to be able yeah. to establish relationships and not necessarily yeah. be located logistically in the same town or even country Correct. so um which is and when you do meet people you you know them it's yeah. phenomenal so yes. um i guess the last year has is certainly from a small to medium enterprise business i've learned that in buckets yeah. buckets I've learned how you go about it so and mm. um, it's interesting yeah hindsight I always say is a wonderful teacher looking back would you have done anything differently um probably jumped in sooner mm. it took me I think after you know my you know life stage you know having a child and you know understanding that I, I wanted to do work that mattered for people that cared that is you know fundamental kind of pillar in in what I stand for and you know I was really looking at the policies of businesses and um, how they're supporting their customer or their their employees and it's like, I don't want to go back into that rat race. I don't want to mm. not go and have a voice. I don't want to have to pioneer myself now, understanding that I'm a female in my thirties that progressively, you know, statistically won't be able to get into, you know, senior, senior management and leadership into C-suite, you know, a perfect waste of a woman is to become a man. Didn't want to go back into that mm. environment. So, um, what I, what I would do differently is probably have jumped in faster and quicker to start my own business and even just build the relationships knowing that I wanted to go on my own and um, I think maybe it's a female attribute but I wanted to be very sure on my service I wanted to be very confident in my skill set and what I could deliver I wanted to know my business model inside and out mm -hmm. and really at the end of the day the start of it is relationships yes. and no one wants to know that they want to just know what type of person you are mm -hmm. and are you a good human so yeah. I think if I started my um you know community platforms a lot sooner that would uh cut out a bit of the waiting time because yeah. people want to know like and trust you Absolutely. and i think they only want to know like and trust the person that you are regardless mm -hmm. of what you sell mm -hmm. um or what you know what product you have yeah. so i think if i had done that sooner that would be the one thing and also have an sdx so you know don't dive straight in and having to rely on the income because then that can you know creep into your decision making if you are presented with a pickle of you know aligning yourself with a business that potentially doesn't have the same value or purpose as you mm -hmm. want to align as you want to establish yourself you know will put you under pressure yes so jump in with the nest egg 
Yeah. And uh, try and just give yourself a little bit of, um, you know, breathing space to evolve mm-hmm. and grow your community. Yes. Reach out, be engaged. You know, Yarnley is a very minimal um, community on Instagram. We, we have a large but we've a large following. We've a, we've, we know our people inside and out and they know us mm. and the amount of DMs and, um, you know, stories that I've been able to uh, get, sh- people are sharing with me is phenomenal, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think if you start to really st- have strength in your foundation, that will only inherently grow and attract your people even more. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's I think that's so important. I, I love everything that you're saying and agree wholeheartedly. One of the other things I often hear when I'm speaking to female founders is that, you know, in hindsight, it's that we often don't launch again everything that you've said but also the fear of failure the fear of being judged the fear of the unknown and all of the fear of having everything to be perfect and as we know in in the space that you're in nothing will ever be perfect because you roll something out and you think okay we can tweak that or it didn't work so well is that something that you've had to to face and if not what would be some insights yet that you would share because this is a constant uh, paradigm and challenge that I find many women entrepreneurs and potential industry, you know, thought leaders have to battle with on a daily basis often. Um, you know, I won't lie. I was absolutely bleep, sh- shitting myself, like seriously. And I'm still paralyzed. I've had sleepless nights. I've had tears. I've had breakdowns. I have had, what the f- am I doing? Why am I placing my new family into this? Um, you know, financial instability that we can't, we don't know what's happening in the future. You know, I think it comes back to really understanding what you want to, what, what change you want to make in the world, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a service or a product. Our foundation of Yarnley is, um, I want to employ, empower, um, and educate mother talent. That's our whole mission. That's what we want to do. So literally from a tech perspective and a service layer of chatbots and AI, 20% of what I actually, the little piece of the puzzle that I can change in the world is to be able to enable mothers to have opportunity and to enable them to be able to have the resources to upweight and upskill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in a pivotal moment that no one know. well, we're continuously learning. I have to, as, as a digital professional, 10, 15 years, that I have to reskill and upweight my education. And I was in it every day. Mm-hmm. So we're at this kind of watershed moment that anyone can really have it. You know, the opportunity is there. The world is certainly going to change. and It's moving really fast and it's attainable and it's accessible. So I think it's coming back to that purpose. I know if I don't... So every client that we can get, the more people I can hire to help support our clients. Mm. So that that's my vision. That's my mission. And that's the change in the world that I want to deliver. Yes. The change in the world that I want to carve for my daughter to see. Um, and to enable women to have opportunity and not have to be, you know, asking for a seat at the table, make their, you know, have mm-hmm. their own, pull up yes. their own chair and make, give it to other women as well, mm. you know, so... A natural thing I saw in my career is, you know, you see an awful lot of females that have made it to the top to C-suite, but they inherently the struggle that they had to get there have turned them into, you know, a kind of um, maybe guarded or close yes. that they're not actually willing to extend that. And that yeah. can be controversial, but that's my experience. So I think it's coming back to what you want to to, to do for that purpose. Mm. And, you know, knowing that if I, you know, continuously go out there and, you know, 
get clients and get clients that align with us, then I can pull in women. Then you know that's what's making it happen. Yeah, worthwhile. It's long term. It's a long game, and I think you know you just have to understand that it's a long game and it just doesn't happen overnight. And back yeah. yourself because no one else will. Yeah. And I think one of the best advice that I I did I stood back I suppose in the the first year, and I basically went right. I need to kind of get my head right I had to get um my mental stability right I joined the gym I had 5 a.m starts I wanted to make sure I was mentally well to be able to um go into business yes and so, that so was important. probably the most important thing that I have done so you can hit the ground running yeah. so to be able to put in that structure so and just surround yourself with like-minded people too mm-hmm. you know um no room for bullshit no. no room for people that just don't see your vision. Yeah. Well, everything that you've spoken about today about, you know, tapping into, um, you know, aligning yourself with like-minded people, remaining connected to what's going on in your industry is so very important, particularly your industry, which, as you said, is constantly changing. How and what are you doing from the perspective of um, even looking at opportunities, you know, foresight, what could be happening down the track? Mm-hmm leading so that you continue to lead to a certain degree and be that voice that other people look look up to or, or see you know what what's happening in that space are there some key things that you implement and if if you do what are they so that we can kind of you know look at and see well these are some of the things Eva's doing how can we remain at the forefront of our industry yeah it's a really interesting question that because I think um everyone's on what's the crystal ball what's going to happen where's what's consumer behavior what social network should we go on what strategic strategy should we have and it actually it's very straightforward Uh, facebook has a developer conference every year called f8 they tell you what they're focusing on Mm -hmm. um you know many chat friends that we build on many chat for chatbots they tell you what they're focusing on so it's actually being you know in a part of the community that are developing the platforms that people are on at masks mm-hmm. and understanding what their focus is so then you apply and learn the strategic approach and that's what we've done and that's how I've gone in on Facebook Messenger and um, chat marketing because I know their the overarching um, strategic approach of Facebook is that they're pivoting their consumer base into a private environment mm-hmm. so if they're pivoting billions of if people Facebook is doing it there's got to be something in it isn't it well, they've got the exactly <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So we build off their strategy. We look at where our Mm. people are and we will build um, accordingly. And, um, you know, it's not just Facebook, it's WhatsApp, it's Instagram DM, you know, it's really what the mobile is doing in itself. So how people are behaving um, is incredibly important. So consumer behavior is something I watch very, very vividly. And, um, you know, from a business perspective, if consumers are on it, well, basically people are on it, businesses Mm -hmm. follow because they want to penetrate that message to the market. Yeah. Um, so that's how we, that's how you, there's, there's literally the, your strategy is outlined for you. If you look at the players that are basically, you know, building the road. Yeah. What, what are they investing in? Where are they pivoting towards and to remain tapped into that? Let's talk a little Mm. bit more about, um, you know, some of the things that you are starting to see, because I think, you know, as aspiring thought leaders or people who are watching and listening to this, they want to position their message out there, reach, build their reach, build visibility, but ultimately build relationships. And I think when, when anyone in business forgets 
that they're in business to build relationships with human to human connection, I think then you shouldn't be in business because it's all about relationships, which is something that you've said uh, time and time again throughout your interview. Share a little bit about, you know, with, with, with the, the chatbots and so forth, because I love the way that you've said that you bring that human aspect of the relationship back because uh, some of the mis uh, understandings of of say chat box is that mm. you know well that that is not really human to human but you're using it as an a, in a way in business to help nurture the relationship to help build that no like and trust so talk a little bit more about that because I think this is quite a new territory for many even though chat yeah. box has been around for a little while yeah absolutely and I think you know people have been exposed to it you know from mm. multiple different layers you know from telecommunications and you know they've had engaged mostly in probably um a not so great experience it's probably been quite frustrating um you know i've heard multiple you know large telecoms that have had it and people have bad experience so they're like oh we don't want to inter 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 um or engage with that type of strategy mm. but i guess where we've come from the last 12 to 24 months is that this middle layer of capability with um, third-party platforms like ManyChat and Chatfield have really been able to enable us to have the tools to elevate the strategic approach. How we can work from a one-to-one -one human layer is um, we can have the back end that will scale that messaging, but we can tag that experience. So mm -hmm. for instance, if you came and had an experience with a bot that we've built for our brand, then you would have potentially a completely different one than I come into that experience because we are able to identify their needs mm. on a one-to-one on -one basis and then be able to bring them through that experience. So um, chatbots are incredibly powerful. Mm. Uh, what we need to be aware of is that we need to keep that brand and that human dialogue very um, uh, relevant. You know, mm. we, we don't want to go into a space of really automated messaging but we want to be transparent that this is a robot as well mm. and i think by introducing creative um kind of experiences for the user that really helps to break down that you know automated response so now we can put gifts and we can put you know floating balloons and hearts and you know music and uh, videos it's, it really gives a brand a personality through yes. uh, an experience that is individual to that one customer and that's incredibly powerful we've never in marketing or in communication before been able to do this ever yeah. Yeah. We have never been able to break this down in a one-to-one -one personalized um, experience. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, there's massive um, strength in that. And again, you know, you're fine. You may not have um, subscript, you know, email blasts and how we've communicated prior. It's been that static content, it's that one bulk, three paragraphs of what you want to articulate. Mm -hmm. And you, um, you know, uh, send that out to your database. Whereas with a bot, it's you can come in and go through that piece of content and take them down a journey that is something a lot more fruitful and, and um, fulfilled. Yes. Again, consumer behavior, it helps to support distracted users. So, you know, the dog bark, the doorbell rings, the baby cries, puts that, put down that mobile and that, that experience, you come back, it's still there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from even that, you know, we've integrated uh, website chat, like drift bots and you know organizations and have had value within that and still very relevant with the chatbot they don't the user of virtual agent doesn't drop off mm. they're always going to be there 
and again we can respond and communicate back out to that person to re-engage them you know so it's excellent for you know e-com is a great example for so abandoned cart you know mm. so we can reach out again and engage that user back in podcasts are a wonderful one because we can reach out and say hey our episode is up and live this is a snippet from it this is an audio this is the background and Aoife this is all her social links you know in this really engaging um you know capability you know yes. and then we're leveraging off facebook messenger where there's three billion people on that platform they're communi communicating on a platform with their friends and family a business can go in there and, and be able to help support that communicate well basically get that audience to to engage with them so mm -hmm. it's incredibly powerful um and it's not broadcast on mass it's one-to-one -one personalized at scale and that's the thing people need to get their kind of head wrapped around yes i suppose that's what we're here as an agency to be able to map that out from a strategic sense yeah and, and that's and i think the important thing isn't it to strategically map that out because one of the things that you were saying that when you are speaking with someone via the the messenger bot it is tailored so you might ask a question or the bot asks a question and depending on how that person engages and answers something else happens so what i love about that is that there's a two-way relationship there's little mini actions being taken and it is it, and it really from a consumer's point of view when you're reacting when you respond in such a way and someone gives you know this bot gives you an answer it's oh and and, and the relationship continues to build and then i'm sure there is a point in time where you say well from there now a, a real human to gets involved or whether it's someone yeah. making an appointment on your calendar or whatever is that the natural sequence do you find that businesses who may have adopted some form of chat and who've said well it hasn't really worked it's because they haven't mapped out the proper strategy first yes 100 percent 100 percent 80 percent of um the people that we build for is that they dip their toe in it's a very accessible area to get into it's like uh, shopify you can go and build a website and um, but can you build or wordpress you know you can go build a wordpress but do you want to look under the hood and consistently build to you know the changes that are happening or do you even know what to build under you know the plugins and the strategic approach of your overall marketing funnel so um we work with large percentage of companies that have had a simple bot but they know the value of it they can hear you know the noise about it they can see the results but they don't know how to get there on the yellow brick road mm -hmm. so we come in we assess we um you know basically strip back that strategy or upweight the strategy and ensure it comes back to data and tagging and identifying that customer every time they come to you so if they come to buy something or they come to complain or they come to compliment then you have a complete 360 profile on that user consistently mm. um, and breaking that down into their wants and needs then you go a step further and understand their their you know um life stage you know are they going into parenthood are they coming out of parenthood are they going to sell their property are they going to buy a property whatever that looks like then you merge that layer on top so it becomes incredibly sophisticated and very tailored for that business mm -hmm. and um really valuable and you just need the i suppose the the luxury in 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 my experience is i have had that pre and pre experience of digital and, and mapping out funnels and social and that engagement so mm -hmm. um that's how we can be able to help support you know the marketing strategic approach already and then yes. overlay it with a bot that makes sense yeah um because you, it depends on what you want to achieve from a business result and a goals is it leads is it sale um is it uh customer service you know is it just um nurturing that customer to get them up to the top of funnel like 
bots can do multiple things, but it's just you need to have the right strategic approach. Yeah. And again, every, a large percentage of you know people have experienced chatbots, but it's been at a very high level from an organization that has had legacy systems that you know maybe digital deploy the bot, but they can't speak to marketing, and then customer service wasn't involved, and then there's this kind of transient. Um, not really end-to-end -end experience yes. whereas with a small to medium enterprise adopting third-party tools and we can move really fast mm. we don't have the political landscape that we need to maneuver you yes. know we just need the the small marketing team to get on board and we develop the strategy and, and seeing massive results yeah. and great experiences customers mm. are loving it yeah and that's the main thing and do you find with uh, the bots as well that, you know, often as businesses, we can assume that, oh, well, we're just going to focus on this or we're just going to focus on that, but a very much integrated approach because of the fact that, you know, someone may be, you know, on Instagram and then all of a sudden they're over on Facebook. So when, the, when they've got a clear strategy, but it's also integrated holistically, um, that that is when you find that that whole customer experience and that brand message is consistent and the customer really feels you know nurtured and that do you find that an integrated approach is yeah. also important 100 percent. and so we're on the model of interoperability so interoperability is basically the back end of facebook um instagram dm uh, instagram direct which is the dm and whatsapp is actually merging into one utility probably mm. in the next six months yeah. so again that interoperability that's where they're heading that's where if yeah. you go to whatsapp or you go to instagram or you go to facebook messenger you can actually have one conversation on the three platforms and wow. um, as you can imagine that amount of people that are in that sphere is huge so that one-to-one -one, um communication will be supported with a bot um, and it can be support, supported very easily from a strategic approach to this layer and you have to have that that common thread and again that can um, plug into your website so you have that same utility there plug into your Facebook ads and um, it can plug off your email email is still very important yeah. um, because actually even many chat is just an introduced email integration and SMS integration so again if a user comes into the bot and you know they they want a Facebook message message and then they stop that conversation then we can trigger an sms that can go out and re-engage that customer mm -hmm. then we can trigger an email that will go out and re-engage that customer and that's never been done before with the same messaging in one in one hub yes. so um it's really interesting and that's just launched in the last yeah two, and three it's weeks. great when they those apps and those third-party platforms actually start to work together isn't it? Because it, yeah. I think that has been in, in some instances where the difficulty lies. I've known because I've had some, you know, integrated parties try to integrate them. But then when one changes or updates the system, it throws everything else out. And it's like, oh, you, you want to talk to, you know, you want to have those platforms yeah. to talk together seamlessly. Um, and the exciting thing is that it's actually available to small to medium businesses now. Yeah. Like this is huge. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, this has always been very top end of town kind of strategic strategies that I've dealt with for the last ten years. But yeah. now it's that's that's I'm so pumped to be able to bring bricks and mortar businesses that potentially always just used to look at you know, um, 
offline activity is their baby that mm. it's really an online offline experience that you yes. can trigger even their beacon is coming into it so beacon technology that you know we're using apple wallet so mm -hmm. if you have a loyalty card in an apple wallet like so you have a loyalty program they have that um card in their apple wallet and they're walking past we can send out a beacon um, notification saying hey here's your free smoothie hey come in for 20 percent x yes. you know and that's never been done before. So wow. we'll pull them back in from a digital way. So yeah. it's really exciting the things that we're mapping out for our customers at the moment. Yeah. And, and, I think and, that and this is one of the things I think um, a lot of your ideal clients and consumers, small businesses, don't know what they don't know. They don't know what is available. And then they assume that it's only for the big end of town and it's going to cost them with a lot of zeros on the end of it. Um, yeah. But what I love, and, and you've, reiter you've iterated this and it's so true, smaller businesses, we can adapt. So we can do something on a smaller scale, see if that works, continue to roll that out. Or if something didn't quite have the result, we can change it and we don't have to go through massive of meetings and so forth to get it approved so yeah. uh we're at an and advantage. that's where the disruption is happening and that's the exciting thing about it disruption is happening and the big boys need to get scared yes because um you know there's startups happening people are empowered enabled and there's a lot of investment wanting to invest in you know young mm. bright minds old bright minds anyone that wants to give it a go yeah. um and you know legacy clunky old school political organizations are gonna have yeah. you know run for their money they already have a run for their money they're yes. trying to acquire startups and um you know people without the political landscape can move really fast really quick yeah which is fabulous so share yeah. please Eva. how can people find out more about you about uh everything that you spoke Rianli, what what are all of the best ways to connect uh, best way to connect personally is linkedin so that's Eva marie o'connell on linkedin and um, you can hit us up on Instagram, which is yarnly.ai, which we're very engaged and um, female forward community on there. Um, and yarnly.ai is our website. So Fantastic. reach out. I love to connect. I love to support. Um, yeah, and share anything I can to help you and your business excel in 2020. Fantastic. And thanks very much for coming on the show. Yeah.